0: The Edge of the World Art Studio is proud to present Helen of the Iron Horse Written by Paris Danielle Lee Artwork by Helen Rachel Lee Performed by Helen in Paris Music by Fish Zombie the Onions And special thanks to Spooky the Cat for her contributions, fuzzy as they might be. Chapter 18 Letters, Part 1 Two days after the day they spent at the river, Paris stepped into the telegraph office. Taking the paper form, she wrote carefully, Anna Lee. I found her. Bell." She instructed the operator to send it to the telegraph office next to the gun shop back home. Then handed him the money it would take to send this short message. The last message, in a chain of letters that had begun years before. It began with a letter sent to Hector only days after Polly Zina and her mother moved to town. It was hand delivered to the ranch, and then Hector gave it to Paris to read
1: Edgar Lee, I would like to thank you personally for your help moving my family's restaurant. We will always be indebted to your family. What you did was a miracle when they told me you were going to move the restaurant in secret to keep the bank from taking it, I couldn't believe it was possible. My father was a good man and I miss him, but he didn't run the restaurant. My mother did that. They would refuse to allow the loan to continue in my mother's name after his death is just evil. They claimed it was too risky to loan money to a woman. The liars. She cooks all the food. They are made from her recipes. It's her there every night making it work. My father mostly ran deliveries. They only refused to put the loan in her name because they wanted to steal the successful restaurant. I thought we would have no choice but to hand it over. And worse, we would be forced to work for whatever thief bribed the deed away from the bank. Probably some other banker or friend of theirs taking advantage. Like, they would know how to run a restaurant. But then you and your brothers showed up and swarmed the place like ants. You got everything! loading it all up, and we were out before the sun rose. I can't imagine the look on those bastards' faces when they come to steal the restaurant and it is gone. Just the walls of the building left vacant. The stoves, the furniture, the silverware, the plates, the lanterns, everything they wanted to take from us, vanished in the night. I laugh every time I think about it. Thank you. I don't think Hercules himself could have done better. Everything should be ready to open Friday. My mother wants a side of beef for the occasion. Also, we'd like to invite you all, your whole family, and the sheriff and Henry, to enjoy the first meal with us. Please come. I want you to consider this my personal invitation to you. After all, how else could I thank my Hercules for everything he's done? I will see you soon.
0: Anna. Two days later, Paris delivered, by hand, this letter before opening the gun shop. Anna, hi. Thank you for your kind letter, and thank you for the offer. Everyone is looking forward to dinner. They're all off washing their clothes now, which I appreciate, because it was getting a little musky around here. By the way, this isn't Edgar. My name is also Anna. I'm Anna Lee. We met the night we helped you move. I was there with my brother's, I was the girl. I helped you with the silverware and china, just to jog your memory. Now, it may seem weird that I'm answering your letter, but on the ranch it's often my job to handle correspondence, keep track of orders coming and going, and in the spirit of that I read your letter, and I will be sure that whatever supplies your restaurant needs from the ranch are delivered in time. Eddie told me that he would deliver the side of beef personally, and he would thank you for your kindness then so there was no need to write you now. But I believe that a letter well-written deserves a letter well-written in return. I have just one question left. Who is Hercules? See you at dinner, Anna. At dinner, three days later, Paris, and only Paris, was given a piece of cake. Under the plate, she found this letter.
1: Anna? Your name is Anna? Oh my god, I'm so sorry! I thought you were a boy. You were dressed in men's clothes. I just thought you were younger than the rest of them. I thought your name was Andy. They kept calling you Andy. This creates quite a dilemma. How can I make this up to you? And what should I call you? We can't both be Anna, can we? That just seems like it's going to get way too confusing. Hercules, you know, the Greek hero, the twelve labors, he had to muck out all the horse stables. Have you never read any Greek myth? Come back tomorrow for lunch. We should be friends. After all, girls have to stick together, right? Your new best friend. The original Anna.
0: Three days later, after lunch in the restaurant, Paris left behind this letter, along with 50 cents for the 25-cent meal. Anna, thank you for dinner on Friday night, and for the cake. It was delicious. Trying to explain why you gave me a cake was also rather humorous. Eddie can be so suspicious. While we're on the topic of my oldest brother, his name is Eddie. Don't let him try to convince you it's Edgar. You go ahead and call him Eddie and stretch it out a bit. Really lay on the IE sound. He loves that. If he complains, tell him I gave you permission and that if he has a problem with that, he can meet me in the barn. Also, they weren't calling me Andy. They were calling me Annie, a name you are not allowed to call me and don't call Eddie Hercules. Even though I don't know who Hercules is, I know Eddie would never muck out a horse stall. He always makes the younger boys do it. Sadly, I haven't read any Greek myth. There's not a lot of books in this town, and no library. I do get to spend some time up in Denver on occasion, and I like to go to the library there. But since I won't be back for a year or more, I can't really borrow any books. Maybe I should send for some, Would you have any specific recommendations? I could check the catalog. Your restaurant is beautiful, and the food was amazing. Your mother is a sorceress whose magic is purely food-based. I don't think I've eaten so much in my entire life. You know by now, of course, I will be back tomorrow and tomorrow. I will stop in every day. At lunch or after work. I guess I'd better start asking for a raise at the shop. I'm so glad you decided to move here. I think I'm going to gain weight. Apparently, I could use a little more in the hips and the bust anyways. Then maybe next time, I won't be mistaken for one of the boys. The original Anna. How do you determine that? I think I'm older than you. I can't be certain, obviously, but even if I'm not, this is my town. And I've been Anna in it longer than you have. Not that I want to anger my new best friend, but we shall have to settle this meet me friday at henry's bar we'll find some game to play the winner will be allowed to keep the name the loser will have to agree to some sort of nickname i think that's the only fair way to do it wouldn't you agree your best friend anna paris found this letter a week later slipped beneath the door of the gun shop as she opened for business
1: anna does a coin toss count as a game and how can you possibly be so good at coin tosses odds are always just 50 50 right but every time we put a wager on it you still win what do i owe you now if i remember correctly and i don't know if i do after that drink you gave me what was that applejack and i don't know if i'm remembering correctly or not did you say you made it and we drank it you are perhaps the most dangerous girlfriend i have ever had I guess I should have known you were also the most well-armed. Why are you always carrying four guns with you? Never mind. Let me set our ledger straight. I owe you dinner every night for a week at the restaurant, which I have to serve to you personally. I also have to spend one day working on your family's cattle ranch, which you have promised not to leave me alone at. You're going to help me or this deal is off. Lastly... How I got myself into this, I don't know. You are the devil. I owe you my name. You can be Anna. So from now on, if you must, and only you may call me Polly. My full name is Polly Anna, but try not to use it. However, I'm not getting up at three in the morning, so I can ride out to your ranch and be there before sunrise to begin the day. That is ridiculous. If I must work a day at your ranch, and since I lost the bet, apparently I must, I will only do so if you invite me for dinner the night before. Let me stay at the ranch for the night so I can wake up in the morning and you can show me what I'm expected to do. We can bunk together. Then I'll be fresh in the morning. Love. With regret. Polly.
0: Paris left her letter three days later in response behind on the table after dinner in the restaurant. Polly. A coin has two sides, so if you flip it, it is indeed a fifty-fifty chance whether or not it will come up one side or the other. Silver dollars all weigh the same. They also have roughly the same size. They are all minted to the same specifications. If you were to take a coin and place it in your hand, and be sure that it was heads up, then flip it very carefully just once. To make sure it makes exactly one rotation, you would ensure that the coin came up heads. This would not be a 50-50 chance. This would be a 100% chance, as long as you had practiced it enough. Once you had mastered that, if you decided then to do two rotations, ensuring that the coin flipped exactly twice and landed back in your hand, you would once again be able to make sure that it landed heads up. With more practice you can make three rotations, then you can make four, and so on. At the point at which you can do seven rotations, an observer would think, or perceive, that the coin was flipped randomly. They would not consider the possibility that the flip was calculated, that over the course of two years you had practiced to the point where the odds of the flip were no longer fifty-fifty. You could win a coin flip every time. According to my Uncle Henry, this isn't cheating. He said, Never enter a game without knowing the rules first. Never bet on a game you haven't practiced and studied. And it isn't your fault if she suspected you never practiced and studied how to flip a coin. So it's not cheating. The sheriff told me I cheated and I should release you from your debt. I decided to split the difference. I will keep one debt and you still owe it to me. I will reverse one debt and instead of you owing it to me, I will owe you the same. We will play again for the third debt. I will play any game you choose. But fair warning, I am very good at games, and you'd be surprised to find the things I have practiced and studied. Love with Anticipation Anna Delivered by hand to Paris by Polly Zena, Two days later at the gun shop
1: Anna I don't believe you. I think this is some sort of bluff, or some kind of way to back out of our deal. You're still playing some kind of game, aren't you? Okay, we'll see who's good at games. You'll come for dinner tonight, and every night this week. I'm going to hold up that part of our bet. You must return to calling me Anna, and forget any other name I may have told you. Also, I will allow you to choose what I shall call you from now on. You may pick anything except of course anna as for the game we'll play again friday night one week from now after dinner i have chosen to play the coin flipping game one more time exactly as we have before i don't think you can determine the outcome of a coin toss with that many rotations there's still too many variables there's wind resistance and moisture in the air and tiny variations and imperfections in the coin itself Just the slightest bit of hesitation on your part and the slightest bit of anticipation. If the thing you're flipping for, maybe you want too much, you could overcompensate and then it would rotate just a half a rotation too far and you'll lose every time instead of win. Now, remember, if you lose, I will not go to the ranch with you. I will not have dinner with your family. I will not... Spend the night in your bed. After which we will not spend the day together, but if you win, we will do all of those things. You have one week to practice. Also, if it's true you can control the outcome of the flip, then if we play this game together again exactly as we did before, I will know whether or not you want me there. or whether or not I'm simply inviting myself somewhere I don't belong. So tell me, Anna Lee, do you want to spend the day with me? Personally, I think it'd be fun. I've never worked on a ranch before, so we can spend the day throwing things at your stupid brother. What is his problem anyway? I've sent him like three letters, and he hasn't responded to a single one. He hasn't been to the restaurant, and he seems to just turn and run away every time he sees me. I'm beginning to think he doesn't like me. If I need you to, will you kick him in the shins for me? I will expect you at the restaurant, tonight, promptly at six. Don't be late. I'll be sure there's something special for you. Love. Once again, Anna.
0: Polyzena found this letter was left behind on Monday, ten days later, by Paris in the restaurant after dinner. Anna, I have decided you— and only you may call me Belle, my middle name. But I don't use it much. I am a little embarrassed by it. However, a deal is a deal. And speaking of a deal, I told my mother you will be attending dinner on Friday night. We will have all of Saturday together, and of course you can stay with me the night before, and the night after if you'd like. Also, I told my mother to make sure Eddie stays out of our way. He said he would talk to him. But I guess there are a few things I should explain about Eddie. If you can keep a secret, for the sake of his fragile ego, don't tell anyone. But he can't read. Normally, I read anything that comes to the ranch for him, and check out any contracts before he signs them. We always head up to the cattle auction in Denver together every year just for this reason. It's not that he's stupid. He's actually quite smart. But... It was his responsibility to take care of the ranch, even when we were little. Somehow, raising cattle and all the other chores that the ranch demands were outside of my mother and father's abilities. They had, let's just say, other interests. The ranch really didn't make any money or grow until Eddie was old enough to take care of it himself. He really has been in charge since he was ten, and working on it constantly since before I was born. And though mother and father were always there for me and my brothers, it was Eddie who put us to work. He showed us what we needed to do, made sure that somebody was responsible and each job was taken care of. So technically, my mother and father own the ranch, but Eddie runs it. He looks tough. Okay, I fought him, and he is tough, hard as a rock, but that's the outside. Inside, he's a marshmallow, the kindest person you will ever meet. He has taken care of all of us, at one point or another. My mother was never comfortable with what was expected of a mother to do. He always kind of disappears when one of us is sick or overly upset. I don't think he means to. I don't think he even realizes he's doing it. But he's just not there for us. So, once again, Eddie saw the need, and he filled it. If we get sick, it's him that goes and gets us medicine. It's him that drags us out of bed when we sleep in when we should be doing our chores, If we need new clothes, especially clothes necessary for doing the jobs that the ranch would demand, he orders them for us. He makes sure everything we use is new and in good repair. He watches after us, and, truth be told, I know that if he didn't, it would be expected of me, and I don't want to do it. It seems exhausting. I don't blame my parents for not doing something I wouldn't do but I do love and respect my brother for it, for having the talent that none of us did. My way of helping everyone else is to be sure I'm always there to help him. I have his back. So forgive him. I will talk to him and find the letters, and get him to respond to them. I promise. Strange, though. He almost always has me read his letters to him. I guess he could have brought them to Dad. I want you to know you are always welcomed at the ranch." You can spend the night with me any time you like. I'd never had a girlfriend before, and it's kind of exciting. I did want you to come, I can admit it. I cheated, because I didn't want to take any chance we wouldn't be able to spend the day together. You mean that much to me. So much, I would cheat. I would lie, I would steal, and if for any reason you needed me to, I would even kill. Because you are my friend, and you are more important to me than anyone else. Love for you and you alone, Bell, left under a piece of cake served by Polly Zina at the restaurant at dinner the next night
1: Bell Bell, your middle name is Bell, that makes you Anna Bell Lee. Aren't you a little far from the sea? Oh, I get it. Your brother Edgar, and your Annabelle Lee did your father think that was funny? I'm sorry, I don't mean to make fun of you. I like it. I like it a lot. My Annabelle Lee. Eddie? Okay. Your opinion means a lot to me. I will give your brother one more chance. But he better not ignore me this time. I will be there on Friday. I'm really looking forward to spending the day with you. Pick me up after you close the shop. Don't forget, Pony, I don't want to walk the entire way with my bag. Love. For my princess by the sea, Anna. P.S. What should I wear?
0: Found by Polly after she heard a knock on her bedroom window that night. Not Annabelle. Just Belle. And I'll lend you some pants. This has
1: been... Helen of the Iron Horse Written by Paris Lee Artwork by Helen Lee Performed by Helen and Paris All characters within are fictional and bear no intentional resemblance to anyone living or dead Except, I guess, for Helen and Paris See more of our work at edgeoftheworldart.com If you would like to comment on the show or ask any question please email us at Helen of the Iron Horse at gmail.com. The proceeding was made with the love and encouragement of all of our friends at the LA LGBT Center's Trans Lounge. Thank you.